podcast episode means a new bachelorette recap you already know we gotta dive into what happened on the bachelorette this week my bro host he's got his game notes yep bachelorette game notes ready to go and i am keeping up with this season because i am liking it i like becca as the bachelorette it's not a total snooze fest good because you stopped watching last season I know. Ari, and then I had to watch. Well, Ari season I didn't like. Rachel season I didn't like. So thank goodness Bachelor Nation is redeeming itself and we've got a good Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So we will do that recap coming up. But first, we got to get to some other stuff. Instagram just unveiled a new feature and Starbucks just unveiled a new drink. Meanwhile, a dad just committed fraud in order to get a table at a restaurant. But was what he did slightly genius? Of course, Twitter is weighing in. So I will tell you the story and you guys can decide for yourself. A popular cereal just got recalled and Meghan Markle's bio just got an update on the Royal website. That and so much more is on the way in this episode, episode 104 of the podcast. If you haven't already done so you already know what I'm going to ask you to do. Subscribe, follow, do all that stuff on social media so you can keep up with us when we are not recording the podcast. You can follow my bro host at Michael Glazner on everything. And you can follow me on Twitter, tweets Melanie M, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube at Melanie Minot, and Facebook, it's official Mel. I will say I got a funny message on Instagram in my DMs today from one of the listeners because I had posted on my Insta stories a birthday card that my friend Brittany got me, and it mm-hmm. said, the Melanie Merlot show. Oh, that's a good one. Isn't that funny? And so she's not the only one. Brian's mom calls me that. From years ago. Yeah, it's totally unrelated, but Brian's mom calls me Melanie Merlot. And then Brittany just thought of it because we have a thing going. She's one of my best friends where every single year when we do each other's birthday gifts, we do a theme. And then the whole entire bag is full of different things or the Uh box or basket, whatever it is. And it is all tied together. So obviously this year's theme was wine. Was Merlot. It was Merlot. So I had this wine face mask that she got me. She got me a candle that smelled like wine. and Or actually the candle didn't smell like wine, but it said it's time for wine or something on the label and all sorts of other goodies. It was so sweet. But I posted on Insta stories and one of the listeners said, "Uh, I think that you need to rebrand. It should be the Melanie Merlot show. And he's like, and I bet that that, that handle is available on all social media Uh, sites. It might could be. So that way uh, my bro host wouldn't be the only one who has congruent social media handles. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're just going to keep it Melanie Minot for now. Yes. But you guys can be let in on that inside little nickname and call me Melanie Merlot whenever you want. All right. So new drink. Who dis? That's what Starbucks is saying. They just unveiled a new drink that is giving their infamous pink drink a run for its money. The new Starbucks drink, you ask, what is it? It Uh, is. Did I? 
Okay, well, maybe you didn't, but <laughs> okay. everybody else, all the, the pink- basic bitches listening to this podcast, they want to know. Was the pink drink uh, the limited time one that was like a unicorn, or was that a different one? No, that was the unicorn frappuccino. Yeah, not to be confused with the unicorn frappuccino. Okay. The pink drink is- What the hell is that? Delicious. Oh no. my gosh, it's so good. You've got to order one. It's officially on the menu now. Before it was off the menu, the hidden menu, and you had okay. to ask for it. Yep. And some places couldn't make it. Some people, some places had all the ingredients. Now they all have the ingredients. They can all make a pink drink and it is on there. Okay. The medicine ball, that's still not on there. The I love that, that thing too. It's a mixture of tea and lemonade, like an Ar- Arnold Palmer, but no. it's hot. These all sound like shots. What do you mean they sound like shots? Like if I went to the bar and I said, can I have a medicine ball? They'd probably make me something. Oh gosh, that sounds like it would taste awful as a right. shot. So when you just suggested that I drink a medicine ball, it sounded disgusting. Oh, wait. well, it's really, really good. And a pink drink, I'm pretty sure you could order that at the bar too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that there's a couple alcoholic beverages that are called pink drinks, like a pink margarita or something. But Who knows? These do not have alcohol in them, unfortunately. Mm. And they are sold at Starbucks. And this new one, the magenta one, is mango dragon fruit flavored. So it's kind of like, it's. I guess it's a mango dragon fruit Starbucks refresher. Have you ever had the very berry hibiscus refresher? Uh, Nope. I had, what the hell? Drake had a song that was a, Passion fruit, I think is what it's called. I had a passion fruit one. Oh, okay. That's good. And then the passion fruit song was stuck in my head all day. Well, very, <laughs> okay. Well, very close to what this is going to taste like. They said that they top the drink. It's a tropical flavored drink and it's topped with real dragon fruit. And that's what, and there's also this vibrant color, which is why people are calling it the magenta drink. Okay. Like the pink drink. They said even better, it doesn't have any artificial colors or sweeteners, and the grande is under 100 calories. Oh, holla at your girl. You know I'm going to get this. Under Which, 100 calories? Yes, please. Is that a lot or a little calories? That's a little. Michael, really? I don't know. I don't know what my calorie oh count should goodness. be on a drink. I don't look at the labels. That is not okay. And it is a freaking grande at what size? That's the medium. There's the tall, the grande, then the venti. Okay. And then they had the trenti for a little bit there. I don't the think they have that? that anymore. That's the massive one. That's the bladder buster is what I call it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if you want to get this new magenta drink and you want it to be more like the pink drink, which has a little bit of coconut milk in it, so you want it to be creamier, you can ask them to swap the sweeter sweetener or whatever with cream with coconut milk. Sorry. Okay. So I know that's kind of confusing. So you can swap the sweetener and say, hey, can I do coconut milk instead of the water and the sweetener? And it'll be delicious and it'll be creamy and it'll have that magenta hue to it and still taste like mango dragon fruit. Mm, Everything you just said, it is exactly why I don't know how to order at Starbucks. Really? Was that like speaking another language to you? Yes. Swapping out sweetener and whatever other liquid for coconut water and drink coconut, that, no, not coconut water. Coconut milk. Whatever. That makes it creamier. Great. More reasons why I'll never be able to order from freaking Starbucks. <laughs> what do you order when you go to... I just... I want to just go to Starbucks with you and see it happen. Does your brain just start hurting when you no, go in yeah, there? Yeah, I pull up and I say, do you guys have cold brew or iced coffee, which whatever what do you want to call it? And they say, yes, we have a cold brew. And I say, can I have a medium one of those? And then they 
Sometimes they'll just say, okay, and sometimes they verify with whatever the Starbucks term is. And I go, yeah, is that the medium? And she goes, yes. And I was like, well, why the hell did you have to ask me again? <laughs> they always do that. They repeat your order. And sometimes even if I order it correctly, but it's not in the right order of how they put it in the computer, they regurgitate it and change the order. So I'll say I want a grande skinny vanilla iced latte with almond milk. And they'll go, um, so just to make sure you want an iced skinny vanilla grande with almond milk, because you have to say iced first. They have a whole order. No, that's just- In uh, which they say things. So pretentious. So when I go- <laughs> It is. The only time I ever go to Starbucks is when I actually go into the office, which now is rarely. But when I go, my other coworker, Lean and I go to Starbucks just to get out of the office. And she orders the same crap, like super long like that. So I make her do it. Like That's I'll, what Brian does. I'm driving yeah, yeah. and I'll be like, I want a medium cold brew and then she wants a, and I just lean back and let her yell over me because there's no chance I'm repeating it. That's exactly what Brian does every single oh. time we go. Yeah. So they're used to it at Starbucks because Brian sure just gets are. a black coffee and he says the same thing. He's like, which one's the medium? I'm like, you want the grande black coffee? And that's all he gets. Cool. Snooze fest. Okay. You guys don't even know what you're missing out on. I get the caramel macchiato medium sometimes too. Oh, look at there. Uh, iced, iced caramel macchiato. Exactly. You got to say the iced first yeah. or they'll do it for you. And then the girl lean gets the freaking thing that you do. The skim, swap out the milk for the almond milk mm-hmm. and the creamer Ooh, for the so good. Splenda and blah, blah, blah. If you guys don't do that already and you like almond milk, you can ask them to swap out the, it's either fat free or 2% milk that they use in the skinny vanilla latte. And you can have them do the almond milk. And I am telling you, game changer. It's just a smoother texture, creamier. Oh, it's just so good. Makes me want one right now. Have you ever seen the movie Role Models with Paul Rudd? Yes. Do you remember the clip about him at Starbucks? Because every time I go to Starbucks, it's just that scene like runs through my brain. Yes. Hold on, I'm going to play it. Good morning. Can I take your order? Can I get a tall chai? A large black coffee. A what? Large black coffee. (laughs) Do you mean a venti? No, I mean a large. He means a venti. Yeah, the biggest one you got. Venti is large. Mm, No, venti is 20. Danny. Yeah, large is large. In fact, tall is large, and grande is Spanish for large. Venti's the only one that doesn't mean large. It's also the only one that's Italian. Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. Look, Dick, venti is a large coffee. Really? Says who, Fellini? How much is that? Here's a 10. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say that's pretty relatable. Yes, I feel like every single day, they must have 20 dudes that roll through there and just Oh, absolutely. So mad. I refuse to learn the language. I don't go there enough to care to learn the language. So it really is. It's a whole nother language. Starbucks yeah. language 101. And like Paul Rudd said, none of it makes sense. True. Is your boyfriend or partner in crime addicted to playing video games? No. Well, a lot of people's partners are, Michael. I'm aware. I know plenty <laughs> of people that are. Do you really? Yeah. I have a friend that complains that her boyfriend won't, like, she'll go to bed by herself and she's like, hello. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to play video games. What's the game right now that everybody's talking about? Fortnite. Yes, that's it. Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching the news. This was a real story on the news too. And there was some shooting and they interviewed this kid who was outside and they, were, they said, oh, what was your reaction when you heard the gunshots? And he was like, Oh, well, I just had to finish playing up my round of Fortnite first, and then I went out to go see what it was. Did you see that clip? No, I didn't, but it does not surprise me whatsoever. So Fortnite, I think it's more of a a college 
kid college age range. Yeah, that's what he was a teenager. Video game. Yeah, I think my friends that play video games still are more just like Madden and FIFA. FIFA is a big one, no matter what age you are. A soccer game? Yeah, a soccer game. Okay. But Fortnite is definitely more of a college thing. But if you follow any of the fifth year or barstool sports, Fortnite is a huge thing that they post about. And it's like girls will be in like a thong laying on the bed and the photo is a dude just like looking around over her shoulder. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. Game. Not yeah, phased yeah. because they're so addicted to Fortnite. Yeah. And then they post a bunch of drunken videos of girls crying about how the boyfriend's playing Fortnite. It's really funny. Well, maybe those girls should cut them some slack because now compulsive video game playing has been classified as a mental health condition. This is nuts. There is a new revision to the disease classification manual that the UN Health Agency has. And as of Monday, they added compulsively playing video games as a mental health condition. They said that it's a gaming disorder and they related it to gambling, saying that video gaming is like a non-financial kind of gambling gambling from a psychological point of view. So while gamblers use money as a way of keeping score, gamers use points and it's just as addictive, even though it's not real currency. Okay. Seems far less harmful as well. It does. It Maybe does not seem your relationship, but. a lot less harmful, but doctors are saying that people need to understand that they're not talking about the average child who just spends way too much time in their room playing games. It's the person whose life is being affected by it. They're ignoring their girlfriend. They're ruining relationships. They don't want to go outside. They said in total, it's about 3% of gamers that could actually be classified as having this mental disorder okay is that is three percent enough to classify something like a disorder i feel like it's just like a well since outlier since it is it is definitely the outlier for the time being but now that they're acknowledging it it could come out that more and more people really do have this mental issue so people that play video games all day are about to go on disability start collecting checks Yeah, I don't think they'll qualify for disability (laughs) just yet. But to your point, that's why they add these types of things into the UN manual, the UN health manual, is because parents whose kids really are suffering from this. I know it sounds ridiculous, but they're seriously addicted to these video games because the games are meant to do that, just like social media. Yeah. And uh, and McDonald's french fries. They know what they're doing. They want you to become addicted to it. And so parents who are seeking counselors and ways to combat their children being addicted to games, they're not getting any help. And so now that the UN Health uh, Organization has put it in their manual, mm-hmm. now hopefully people who really are affected by it will be able to get legitimate help for it. Yeah. So that's the whole reason as to why they put it in there. And to your point, yeah, it's not the majority of gamers. So nice try, fellas. If you're like, you know, it's really an addiction. You don't, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. No, it's three percent, three percent of people, which is or people that game, which is just not a ton, but still enough that they wanted to acknowledge it. Now move over, Bitmojis. There's a new custom emoji in town. Apple announced this week at a conference that Animoji is getting updated, and now it's going to have tongue detection, which I didn't even know about Animoji. Did you know that? The uh, Apple's Bitmoji? 
Yes and no, I think. An emoji is just where it recognizes your face, right? And you talk and then it makes like the panda talk. Yes. Okay. So that's the technology. Right. But now they are expanding on that and introducing the tongue detection because before it just detected your eyes and yep. mouth. Mm-hmm. Similar to Snapchat and Instagram, the facial filters that they have. Now, though, they're doing tongue detection and they're introducing new characters and the ability to really customize your emoji to look like you. And now it's going to be called a Memoji. A Memoji. A Memoji. And I looked them up and I watched some videos of people making their Memojis. And these things are legit. I mean, they look like you as a cartoon and not like a Bitmoji. Because you know how Bitmojis are hit or miss? Yeah. Sometimes. They're, uh, they're, it's uncanny how much it looks like the person who's sending you the message. Yep. And other times you're like, mm, you, need to, you need to update that Bitmoji. That don't look like you no more. Yeah, I see that all the time. I'm like, who is that? Your Bitmoji has hair and you haven't had hair in five <laughs> years. So you need to update that thing. Mm-hmm. But these are really, really eerily similar to the phone users, obviously because of the technology where they really map out your face and make it you. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. But now, these things leave it up to the person to come up with the comedy that goes along with the use of it. Yeah, I think so. I and mean, eventually they might regular expand. Regular emojis, you just send something that's already pre-populated yes. for you that is, yes. you can choose from a wide variety of things. Yeah, these like today. emoji ones, you have to, it's, it's your voice, like it's still coming out of you. True. So it's just going to be a bunch of idiots sending a bunch of crap. My friend, you know, my only friend that has an iPhone X Sends them all the time. And I'm like, you, this is so dumb. Please stop sending these. <laughs> it's, they're so annoying. <laughs> I get the panda one from our uncle all the time. He sent one that was really funny. So then everyone in the group saved it. And now we send it like back. Oh, you can re- save them? Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you can save it. And so now we can send it back to oh, him. Oh, dang. Your Memoji's getting used against you. Exactly. Or your Animoji. Well, he uses the poop one, so. Oh, God. Which is a talking poop. I haven't gotten that one yet. And I've never even used the Animojis, but I am interested in doing the Memojis because they look so much like you. The only thing is, is I'm with you. I like the pre-planned images that they have that go with the Bitmojis. Today, I sent Lindsay, she's a teacher. Today was the last day of school in Arlington, Virginia. And so I was like, yeah, school's out for the summer. And it was my Bitmoji running away from the desk, like throwing up a bunch of papers. Yeah, see? That's well, awesome. How are you going to do that with your Memoji? You can't. Not yet. They're All just right, trying to well, get us to talk on the phone is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get that facial recognition. Yeah, but if you're having to use your own voice and then you have to say it and then send it, at this point, you're just talking. Just call them. No, oh, that is We're true. just going to all be talking into our phones and then sending it instead of just talking on the phone. All right, well, you poked holes in that thing real quick. <laughs> so I'm with you. I was thinking when I first read the article, oh, dang, that kind of sucks. I guess Bitmojis are going to be over, but nah. no, au contraire. They are here to stay until Apple adds in some funny captions, slogans, gifts, that kind of thing to go along with the Memojis. Yes. Christian Louboutin, they won a long-running legal battle to protect their signature red soles from copycats. We've all seen them before, the high heels that look like Christian Louboutins, but they are not those Christian faux batons. Sure. Okay? Long hail, red bottom. Fake red bottoms. Red bottom. 
on Tuesday, about a week ago, I believe, the European Court of Justice, the ECJ, they ruled that the Dutch company Van Heron had infringed on Christian Louboutin's brand's trademark, which is the red sole on the shoe. Now, this is a big deal because previously, Christian Louboutin has fought legal battles and tried to copyright having the red sole. And they said, you can't do that. You can you can copyright a style, but you can't copyright a color being on the bottom of the shoe. Yeah, that's absurd. Why would anybody grant that? I'd be like, no. Well, you, you can't... It, uh, who had the first red car? No more red cars. That's what they said. They're saying this is just impossible because if people want to have a red sole on the bottom of their shoe, what if you have a red shoe with a red sole? I mean, you want a totally red shoe. They're saying that you can't do that. The case will now go back before the Dutch court, but it seems likely that Louboutin will be allowed to develop a monopoly for red-soled high-heeled shoes. That's insane. In a statement, Christian Louboutin said, for 26 years, the red sole has enabled the public to attribute the origin of the shoe to its creator. I mean, they're synonymous. You know, you see a red sole, you think Christian Louboutin. Mm -hmm. And so they think that this is just a huge, huge win. By the way, the scarlet soles date back to 1992 when the fashion designer painted a sole red with nail polish that he had borrowed from an assistant and then they liked the way it looked and then it stuck with the brand. And now they're trying to trademark that red soul. So it remains to be seen. We don't know what the outcome is going to be, but they did win that copyright infringement against a company already. So they're excited. They think that it's going to get approved. This is so ridiculous. This is like one of those things where they go on Shark Tank and then the Shark Tank people say, there's nothing proprietary about right. this. There's not a chance Mr. of Wonderful. In it. Yeah, it's going to get knocked off in two seconds. How can you copyright red? It doesn't make any sense. This is stupid. It's not stupid. I see where they're coming from, but I think that... I ugh. get it, but you can't make a color your logo. I mean, that's, that's just... Well, the color, this color of the soul is the brand. Yeah, but, you, but your logo, you can't trademark or copyright a color. So I don't understand how this is going to work. It might not. It might not work, but maybe... I mean, I'm no lawyer, but... Maybe as it pertains to shoes that look extremely similar to ones that they're selling. You know, yeah, if it's some um, Jessica Simpson heel and it doesn't really look like anything they're selling, maybe that would be okay. But direct imitators and copycats, they could be, I guess, charged with copyright infringement. We shall so, see. Yep. Now, I found this article on Huffington Post, and I thought it was super, super interesting. They interviewed this hacker by the name of Stephanie Carruthers. She's a real-life hacker, and she shared tips with them on what we all should stop doing online. She's dubbed a, quote, white hat hacker, and she goes by snow on the dark web. And now, of course, on the regular internet, because I read this article on there. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know how to get in the dark web. Yep, the but she's worked for both Fortune 100 companies and startups. And we've talked about this type of hacker before. She works for the companies and hacks into their systems yep. to then tell them how they can better secure their companies. Yeah. Information and just like Facebook with their security issues, they would hire someone like her. She would go in there and say, hey, by the way, your firewall sucks. I got right through it. Yep. That's the thing, right? Do I sound smart saying firewall? Uh, yeah, I don't think that's what she's <laughs> going to say to them, but 
Uh, your Internet Explorer <laughs> blocker is not stopping my pop-ups. You get my point, though. Anyway, Huffington Post asked her, what were some dumb things that she sees people do on the Internet still, despite the fact that a lot of us know we should be watching what we're posting online? And she said, quote, I try not to label things as dumb, but uneducated. Okay. I'm going to start using that. You know, I feel like that was really uneducated of you to do. I feel like people that post things that has their personal information on it and they're they don't realize it. Like when they post a new credit card and they're like, oh man, look at my new credit card. I'm like, you're an idiot. Ding, ding, ding. That was one of the things. She said that I hope that if someone truly understands the risk of the content content which they are putting online, that they would reconsider posting it. She said, that being said though. She still sees a bunch of individuals posting things like their credit cards or a new driver's license. She said that excited teens and even parents are so excited about their kids getting driver's license that they take an up-close picture of their new license and then they share it on the internet. It has all their personal information, including their home address. Yep, not too bright. I did that before, posted my driver's license. but Did you really? I never did that. But I put my thumb intentionally over... My like digits, like half of the digits. Well, I guess you shouldn't even do that. Probably not, because I didn't really think about covering up my address, but also didn't care who had my address. Okay, well, that's the next point. She said new homeowners, they are big violators. Homeowners take a celebratory picture of their new house key. Yep. And then they do a geotag to their new house without realizing how easy it is to duplicate a physical key from a photo. I did not know that that was an easy thing. Um, easy if you're a key maker, maybe, but I don't or think. Or if you know someone. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and it's geotagged. That's just like, hey, here's the key to my house. That'd have to be a pretty up close picture with a very straight on image of the key. She's saying no, that it's a lot easier than you think. She said oftentimes employees are other people who violate the rules of what you should be posting on the internet. She said that employees will take selfies in their office about being bored at work, being in a meeting, that kind of thing. But they're not taking into account what's in the foreground or background of the picture, including passwords and sensitive information on whiteboards, computer monitors, voicemail passwords taped to their phones, et cetera. They said that if you are an employer, you should let your employees know, hey, if you're taking a selfie, don't be stupid. Look and see what's behind you because you can actually be sharing information we don't want our competitors to see. Or all together to say, hey, don't take a selfie in the workplace. Yeah. Which, good luck. They're going to do it anyway. Yeah, pretty much. It's not like they're asking permission to take it. (laughs) Yeah, now you're just telling them how to take it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She also said, just don't post without thinking, period. Before you post something, ask yourself these questions. What information am I putting online? What is in the background of my image? And if I wanted revenge on myself, how could I use this against me? I thought that was a really good one. That's a lot of thinking to do. It is. It really is. And for the most part, I'm just sharing stuff that I don't feel like is Mm -hmm. revengeful. Like no one's going to take it and use it against me. But I'm sure back in the day, I posted things on Facebook without thinking. But now I'd I'd like to think I'm a little bit smarter than that. Yeah, probably. I get those uh, 
whatever they call them, the memories or whatever. And so like eight years ago, you oh, posted yeah. this and I read it. I I'm delete like, it. Ooh, yikes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I do that too. Why did I say that out loud? <laughs> 100%. I delete stuff all the time. That's kind of why I like those Facebook memories yeah. because I can just go erase those, those mm-hmm. stupid things that I did or said or posted. Lastly, the takeaway from this article, it was rather long, but I read the whole thing because I thought it was super interesting. The last takeaway is that when you are answering those common security questions, she said, you don't have to tell the truth. She said, lie. When you are saying your mother's maiden name, put in Nutella or Disneyland or the street you grew up on. These are things that people can easily find out and hack into. She said, do not answer the security questions correctly, which I do. Uh, Like, what's your first pet? And then you put the name in. Yeah. You answer them correctly because it's a password that you need to remember. And if you're trying to remember a whole crap ton of lies, you're never going to remember them. That's why she said Good you should use luck. a password manager and oh, save yeah. and your passwords once, elsewhere. Sure. Then when someone hacks into your password manager, they got everything in one shot. She said use two-factor authentica- oh. authentication. Yeah, I ha- no, I have that at work. Biggest pain in the ass thing. I, I know, I hate that. I set that up on my day. Gmail and I already regret it. Every time I work Gmail, like logs me out, I click type in my password. We just sent you a text message. Oh, good thing my work phone's dead. Let me plug that in for five minutes. Wait for the freaking Apple phone to turn on. Well, I just got a new phone number. So <sighs> it'll it keeps sending it to my old phone number. And I it's just been such a headache trying to put my new phone number in, but then they want to verify it through some other thing that I don't have access to anymore. Mm-hmm. It is a giant pain in the ass. But if you're worried about your internet security, there you go. Some fun facts you should keep in mind when you're setting up those passwords. I never thought about lying. I never did. I didn't think about lying either because I can't remember the lie. She said, just keep them the same. Just keep it. If it's it's the the street, if it's your mother's maiden name and you put Nutella, just do that all the time and then you won't forget. I always just use our first pet. Our first pet died when I was like friggin' eight. If someone can find that, then you can have my fridge, okay? <laughs> you can get into my house. Like, no chance that anyone's finding that. Uh, Unless they go through mom's Polaroid book, and then she wrote on permanent marker on the photo with the dog. I know. It's it's a stretch. I don't think anyone's trying to hack us. Well, no, actually, I stand corrected. Because I got an alert from Gmail, which is why I put that two-factor authentication. Yep on to my Gmail mm-hmm. because somebody tried to log in from Houston, Texas. And they were like, is this you? And I was like, nah, Playa, it wasn't me. What are you trying to get in my Gmail? So I had to change my password. And then it said I needed to change my passwords for my other accounts too. No, that could possibly be linked with my Gmail. Mm-hmm. That took a whole hour of my time yesterday. I'm oh my sure. gosh. And then I kept getting pop-ups on my phone saying that I couldn't log into my emails and everything. <laughs> it was so annoying, but... Anyway, kept the hackers from getting in there. So that's Uh good. Millennials not wanting to have babies is now causing a major decline in diaper sales. This is real life, people. America's birth rate is at an all-time low in three decades, and it is a major problem for pampers and for huggies. Birth rates began dropping back in 2008 when we had that whole recession. Yep. And they were hoping that over time, people would start pumping out the babies again, and then they could start producing more and more diapers, or at least selling them. But that is not the case, because now better access to contraceptives for younger Americans and Americans wanting to have children much later in life has progressed this decline 
into an all-time low. And now these diaper companies are freaking the F out. They fell almost 6% from April to April 2017 to April 2018. And that's according to where my bro host works, Nielsen. Hey, Nielsen, I'm God, back. They got the stats on freaking everything, yeah. on diaper sales. Duh. You guys have a monopoly on statistics. Uh, there's Seriously. a couple competitors, but they're jokes. Crazy. Every time mm. I do a story, it's like, oh, well, the data from Nielsen said. Yep. It's nuts. We got grocery stores, man. Grocery stores, radios, televisions. See, that's the thing is the grocery stores. They said that that's according to Nielsen's most recent data from brick and mortar retail stores. Yep. But they're also finding out that more and more people are buying their diapers on the good old Amazon. Yeah, duh. And that is affecting sales as well and also affecting the ability to accurately determine how much the decline really is like is happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it turns out that millennials just are not having having babies. And Procter and Gamble and Kimberly Clark, those are the two leading diaper suppliers. They are trying all sorts of rebranding techniques in order to get people to purchase more diapers. But they said, quote, you can't encourage moms to use more diapers in a developed market where the babies aren't being born. Yep. So they're saying that there's really no way to sell more diapers unless people start having more kids, which completely makes sense. In February, Pampers, they decided to do this whole new brand launch with Pampers Pure Diapers and Wipes. They are being dubbed, quote unquote, natural with zero fragrance, lotion and chlorine. And they quickly became the top-selling natural diaper, beating out Jessica Alba's startup company, which sucks for Honest Company. But they had initially been the ones that were leading in that whole natural push. Yep. And they gained a lot of traction for being eco-friendly. But now, because PNG is just so big and they, they own Pampers and launched this Pampers Pure, they were able to take over that market so that was smart for them definitely sucks for jessica alba's honest company isn't she worth like a billion dollars now or she is she's worth a ton of money i'd have to look it up hold on so the company is worth 1.7 billion dollars according to forbes and as of april 2017 ooh, see it's declined the diaper sales have declined since then but she had a net worth of 350 million dollars Either way, she ain't hurting for cash, but it's it's a struggle for those companies that rely so heavily on diaper sales, and it's all because us millennials are waiting longer to have kids. I just thought that was nuts. Good. Makes me feel better about myself. I know. We're not the only ones right waiting on, to have kids. Exactly. Right on track. I finally did it. Last week, I cleaned out my closet, and I posted a bunch of the items that I decided to get rid of up for sale in my Poshmark closet. It felt so good to get rid of a bunch of stuff that I no longer wear, but it felt even better when I got the notifications from the Poshmark app that my items had sold. Show me the money. It is so beyond easy to post items on there, and now I am absolutely hooked. If you guys don't know, Poshmark is a free app where you can buy and sell items, women's, kids, and men's items. So you better believe I already have Brian looking through his clothes to see what we can post 
up there. Today, I sold a Tory Burch bracelet and I still have a brand new pair of Kendra Scott earrings for sale up there. If you guys want to go check them out, you can follow my closet at Melanie Minot. And for a limited time, if you download the Poshmark app and use the promo code Melanie Minot, you will get $5 off your first order from any closet on Poshmark. So what are you waiting for? Download Poshmark today. Instagram is now challenging YouTube with IGTV, a new standalone app from the creators of Instagram. It was announced today that they are launching this new initiative that lets users create standalone video channels for long-form video. Up until now, they had just short form video Mm -hmm. on Instagram, but now you are going to be able to create your own channel and it'll live in one of those little feature icons. You know, when you do a highlight? Uh, Nope. Okay. Well, everybody else that's listening knows what I'm talking about. Uh, When you make a highlight reel on your Instagram profile, a little circle is there and it is always there. It does not disappear after 24 hours like the videos do. Right. So that is where your IGTV little icon is going to live right next to the highlights. And you click in there and you'll be able to search video content in there. Now, one of the major differences between YouTube and Instagram's long form videos is that Instagram is all about being mobile based. They said that that's where YouTube is messing up and they're going to capitalize on that. So instead of the videos being horizontal, which is how you should film a video if you're posting it on YouTube. Right. They are doing vertical, full screen, just like you see when you're watching an Instagram story. So when you are filming something that you're going to post onto your Instagram or IGTV, mm-hmm. it's going to be vertical. So basically, all the old people who never went to turning their camera the right way to begin with or their phone the right way, they are right on trend. That sounds awful. When you're holding your phone vertically, I get it. Like when I post stuff on Snap Snapchat, or Instagram, Instagram story, yeah. I don't care because it's only it's only it's only be there for 24 hours, right? So I don't care that you can't see the full view. I'm like panning around anyway. But if I'm gonna intentionally watch something for an extended period of time, I need to be able to see more than three feet left and right. See, I would agree with you. That's why. Even with YouTube, when you pull up the YouTube app, you all you have to do is turn your phone sideways, and then it does become full screen. Does it? Or does it just shrink? The... No, it becomes full screen. Oh, and that's terrible. That sounds awful. Why would you want to watch a full screen thing in what? only the middle part of the screen? No, you turn your phone horizontally. Yes. Okay, and it takes up the full screen. That's exactly what I want to see on YouTube. Yes, that's what everyone wants. But, okay, so now we're on the same page. So Instagram Mm -hmm. is doing it vertically. Right, and that sounds terrible. So less view. But they're saying that's what people want because they're all on their phones. I guess so, but geez, I don't know. I'd rather see like a TV, like movie style, left and right, if at all possible. It's just on your phone, it's convenient to film vertically because that's how you're used to holding your phone, so I get it. But if you're uploading like a concert or something where it's like professionally filmed concert uploading to your Instagram, you're, you're not going to want to do it that way. Yeah. You know, you're going to want to have it sideways so normal people can watch it. Yeah. And in the future, if you want to save it anywhere else, it's not just vertical <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> it's got the black bars on the side of it. Yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm with you. 
Now, they're hoping that a lot of the people who are currently on Instagram with massive followings, millions of followers, that instead of going to YouTube, of course, they start making their original content there on Instagram. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work, but they are all gung-ho about it. They think that this is the move and that people really want to have these vertical videos. And they said it's going to be easier for people to monetize on Instagram versus YouTube. They said, now, right now, if you go on there and start watching IGTV, you're not going to see any ads. But pretty soon, they're going to start allowing people to monetize. And since it's not super flooded, the video part of it, it's not super flooded like YouTube, you'll be able to monetize them right away. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, then you got people that know about YouTube TV, and then they got to watch your video. IGTV. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> see? Now I can't even get it right. Yeah, so we'll see, but it's already up and running. So if you've updated your Instagram app and you go ahead and download, like I said, it's a completely different app, IGTV. It's a standalone app that they have for iOS and Android already. Download that. It'll sync up with your Instagram and then, boom, you can start using it. The thing I do think is cool is that it isn't already flooded like YouTube. So yeah. if you were looking for a platform mm. that is different, long-form video, and you feel like you can get in now, you know what I mean, before so many people start using it, it could be a thing. So we'll see. Now, a grandma in Georgia is super lucky to be alive today after surviving a bobcat attack. This is terrifying. Do you ever watch a TV show called I Was Prey? No. Okay. Molly's obsessed That's with That's a TV show? Yeah, it's called I Was Prey. Oh, And this gosh. sounds like it fits right in. I think it's on Nat Geo or Discovery, one of those. But anyway, it's called I Was Prey, and it's these people telling their firsthand encounters about how they got attacked by like a pack of bobcats. That is terrifying. Yeah. It's kind of awesome now. Oh, my God. No. This one lady that was getting attacked by a monkey, that one was actually terrifying. Because they're like Ugh. crazy strong. And she ran and like hid in this garage and closed all the doors and the monkey freaking no, bursted this, down the door. That would make me scared of all sorts of animals that I thought were cute and fuzzy and cuddly before. That sounds awful. Yeah, it does. It sounds terrible. But it's like, hey, I know you have a fear of birds, but really you should also have a fear of monkeys yep. and cats. Well, she dogs. worked at a zoo. And the monkey did not like her. Ugh. Well, a rabid bobcat attacked this woman in her yard. She was out there and she was working on her car, which, by the way, it just so happened that right before the, ta the attack, she had taken a, a picture of a bumper sticker on her car that said, women who behave rarely make history. And then she had shared that to her Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And then this 46-year-old woman, who also happens to be a grandmother, choked out the freaking bobcat and killed it. It went straight for her jugular, she said. Quote, I thought, not today. There was no way I was going to die. Not that is today. a direct quote from D.D. Phillips. The incident happened on my birthday, June 7th. And the cat was really just going for her throat, trying to kill her because it was rabid. And that's when she just thought, you know what? Not today. And she choked that thing out. She said that she didn't scream because she didn't want to wake up her granddaughter who was inside and have the baby come out. And then the cat attacked that. So instead, thankfully, her son was home, saw what was going on, went and got a gun. But since they were wrestling, he didn't feel safe shooting at it. He didn't want to shoot his own mother. So he ended up getting a knife and stabbing it, even though she had already killed it, strangulating it. She just didn't know, or strangling it. 
she didn't know if it was 100% dead. So then they stabbed it a couple times and it did die. And then she didn't find out till a couple days later that it was rabid. So she had to start rabies treatments. That Jeez. sucks. Yeah, but thankfully she is okay and she's undergoing treatment. And now there has been an account set up on fundly.com called Let's Help Dee. And they're trying to raise money for her medical expenses. Her first round of rabies shots already cost her $10,000. Did you know that rabies shots were that much? No, I did not. Good thing I have my company has good insurance. Yikes. Oh, my goodness. The first round. And how many rounds do you have to go through? I have no clue. That sounds really terrible. I it's was prey is on Animal Planet, by the way, in case anyone's interested. Oh, okay. Good to know. And they have new episodes, or is it just a rerun show? No, it's all it's new episodes all the time. This one dude, he used to walk to work. I don't know. He was like this whole weird story, but he had a kid, and he was like a single dad, and he used to walk to work six freaking miles each way. Is it uphill in the snow as well? That might have been. Well, apparently it was down a road where he would leave at like 4 o'clock in the morning to get to work. And he got freaking attacked by like a pack of hyenas or something. What? Hyenas? Or maybe it wasn't hyena. It was something similar to that. It was like a weird ass animal. The Lion King? Well, he was in America. So maybe it wasn't hyenas, but it was something, it was something like that where it's like, I didn't even know that where, like, where would I even find that animal? What the hell? And he got attacked by like 20 of them. And they were all small. So you'd think that you could kill, kill them, but there was like, they were all coming out of like numbered one at a time. Yeah. And they would just like take a chunk out of his arm and then the next one would come and bite his leg. And okay, he was like I'm on the ground. hundred percent just in Lion King at this point. You it know, was, when Simba's trying to fight him off and they're exactly, all biting at him. That's exactly what they made it sound like. And then they show the, uh, they show the hospital photos of the people in the uh, hospital. Why and all you, tore this, up. I have zero interest in watching this show. It's just put awesome. on the bachelorette, put on Bravo, e and I'm good. I don't need to see wounds of people who've been attacked by wild animals well the new episode of i was prey it's showing was um she was attacked by a giant jellyfish okay by a venomous jellyfish so, so. what did multiple people have to pee on her is that what yeah, happened on the great barrier reef i have a feeling she probably almost drowned and died there's got to be more to it you don't just get it's not like a jellyfish here where you just get itchy i think this one was i've never like, been stung by one have you by a jellyfish? Yeah. Oh my God, yes. A million times. What? Surfing. Okay, Florida people probs. I have never been junk- yeah. or <laughs> been stung by a jellyfish. Yeah, you just paddle through and you're like, oh crap, jellies. And you just like hold up your arms to try to not get in them. <laughs> but then they like, they go <laughs> in between you your surfboard that in your and your Australian oh, accent. Here come the jellies. <laughs> Gotta watch out for them yeah. jellies. Mm-hmm. And they go in between your surfboard and your chest and you're just like, oh my God, I'm burning on fire. And then Really? They, yeah, it really sucks. And you don't, you're not hospitalized or anything it just nah. happens i just thought it really 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 stung and until someone peed on you it just burns really bad i mean yeah maybe if someone need i i just prefer to suffer through it than have someone pee on my chest <laughs> so <laughs> well i would hope so yeah oh that could get awkward uh, real quick and a girl was mauled by a polar bear man i gotta are you on in. their YouTube now looking at no, the videos? I'm on, what an, are you I'm doing? on Animal Planet. I was trying to find out what time it came on so I could remember to watch them. Oh my gosh. He's sucked in, mm-hmm. people. Alligator tails off a swimmer's arm. Yikes. Focus here. I do have another story that obviously is right up your alley. Who knew you were into such stories about wild animals? Yep, sure. Because there's another story about a tiger that's getting a lot of attention. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Luca Donsick. He is a prospect for the NBA draft. 
I read it on the Bleacher Report. People are freaking out about this guy. Yeah. So he's European, currently lives overseas, and is playing b-ball over there. And now he might get drafted to the NBA here. And he says that if he does, quote, he will get a tiger. And then, of course, the Bleacher Report said, why a tiger? And then he continued on saying, I just like tigers. I said, if I go to the U.S., I will buy a tiger like Mike Tyson. Which yeah. made me think, is that what people think? Is that what Europeans really think of us? Like, Probably. He's well, if from, I go to America, I'm getting me a tiger. I got to be like Mike Tyson. Because they, they all watch The Hangover and we're like, huh, that's a good idea. Oh, those Americans. He's from Slovenia. And he's a professional basketball player for Real Madrid. And, and the Laga ABC and EuroLeague. And now could possibly be the NBA. Yeah. I mean, this dude, I think he's one of the best European prospects. There's always one. Some giant ass white dude from Europe that gets drafted really. Oh, high really? In the NBA. That's a thing. Yeah. Okay. And then ev- most teams will hate on him because a couple old school like white Euro guys never panned out, and so now there's like this big fear of drafting them. But then like the last three that were drafted have been really awesome. So now everyone's back on the back the on the bandwagon. Dude bandwagon. Yep. Oh my gosh. Well, if it all works out, this guy's going to be living here in the U.S. and owning a tiger like Mike Tyson. <laughs> so Sounds we'll bad. see. I feel like I put that in the contract when he signs. Be like, uh, no tigers or lions or bears. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like if you're going to be playing for this team, we don't need any sort of drama. We don't need you to be on I Was Prey. Is yeah. that what it was called? I, yes, I Was Prey. Yeah, not happening. Not happening on our watch. Plus, you need your hands to shoot a basketball. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Just keep your hands away from the animals. Mm -hmm. There is a dad that just got exactly what he wanted for Father's Day, and that was a table at a fully booked restaurant. He just had to commit some fraud in order to get it. And, of course, it's getting some controversial reactions on Twitter Mm -hmm. because some people are saying uh, this is definitely illegal, and other people are saying legal or not, it's pretty freaking genius. He just catfished a restaurant in order to get a table when they already told him there were no availabilities. I have eight Nicks tweeted on Tuesday, quote, my dad wanted to make a reservation at a restaurant and they told him that they were completely booked. Minutes later, after he had some time to think, he called back claiming to be the prime minister of Morocco by being or pretending to be a political leader in Morocco. The people there who had no idea who that was, no idea if this guy was legit or not, they said, oh, yeah, absolutely, not a problem. We'll make a table for you. So he went on to tweet, or sorry, it's IHAB. IHAB, the number eight, Knicks, if you want to go and see it. Knicks like the basketball team. And he shared not only a photo of their table, quote, we got the best table in the place. And the chef asked him to sign a plate and take a picture with him, which his dad obliged. There is a video and he shared it on Twitter of his dad signing a plate. He had to look up the guy, the prime minister of Morocco. Yeah. And then sign his signature. And then he was posing for photographs with the chef. And then other employees were eager to get pictures too. So they went and posed with who they thought was a Moroccan dignitary. (laughs) When in fact, it wasn't. It was just a regular average dude and he just wanted a table at the restaurant. This, and this dude, I'm looking at the images now, he doesn't look anything like the guy. No, but would you even know? Would you know what the prime minister of Morocco looks like? I sure as shit wouldn't. I feel like I would Google him and then when the guy walked in, I'd be like, uh, so where's the minister? No. Nope. Where are you at though? They weren't even that. Where are you at though? 
No, they weren't that smart. They just were gullible. How embarrassing for the people who took pictures and then posted it. Sadidine, wait, Sadidine? Good luck trying to say that. Sadidine Uthmani. Sure. But Twitter users were saying, okay, that's not funny. And a lot of people, of course, from Morocco are saying, you can't just go around pretending to be our prime minister. Mm-hmm. But the dad, zero Fs given. He was like, whatever, got my table. Happy Father's Day to me. And then they shared it. And now, like I said, it's going viral on Twitter. Now, before you go and pour yourself a bowl of delicious Kellogg cereal, you might want to just hold off for a second. And that is because the FDA has issued a major warning on a bunch of cereals because there's been a salmonella. Wait, I always say that wrong. It's not a salmonella. I always say salmonella. We've done this on the podcast before. How do I say salmonella? Sure. Salmonella. It's salmonella. Yep. Sounds better. I always want to say salmonella. Well, I don't know where that came okay, from. Okay. Well, how do I say it? Sal. Sal. Okay. Salmonella. There's been a salmonella outbreak. And it's spread across more than 30 states, and it is affecting Kellogg's cereals. <gasps> I know. It better not be Special K Red Berry. You'd have to go online and check, but the newest one that they added oh in there were, were Honey Smacks. No, I don't eat that. Well, that's what people on Twitter are saying, too, that who the heck does. But I loved Honey Smacks back in the day, minus the fact they cut the shit out of the roof of your mouth. Honey Smacks? Oh, my gosh, yes. They're so good, but they're... So sharp. They always cut the roof of my mouth. Those used to be my jam. That and Pops. That, Pops, and Golden Grams. And embarrassingly enough, Raisin Bran. Yeah, I know I'm like 90. Raisin I Bran. still, I, I'm not a real big cereal person anymore, but I used to just love me some Raisin Bran. I eat cereal almost daily. Do you really? Yeah, Special K Redberry. Do you eat it? Well, I picked up on that, but do you eat it just in the morning or are you one of those people who nah, just snacks, midnight snacks on cereal? Nope. Turn on my computer, Special K Redberry, eat while I'm checking emails. Oh my gosh. I need to, man, cereal sounds good. Yeah, it is good. That's why I eat it. I know, but here's the thing. Now all I want is honey smacks and they've been recalled. So Okay, well, I don't want to be tweaking at my desk <laughs> at eight in the morning, but... They're so sugary, so good, probably not good for you. No. Uh, but yeah, if you eat Kellogg's cereal, just be sure to go onto their website and ensure that you are not eating the one that has the salmonella uh, outbreak eh, in worth it. it. People have been tweeting saying, imagine the shame of having to admit you've been eating honey smacks. And then another one said, if your parents bought you honey smack cereal, they fucking hated you. What? <laughs> Excuse you, at prime underscore B. That is not nice. <laughs> I liked my honey smacks. And then let's see, at how beers said honey smacks being recalled. I never trusted that fucking frog. <laughs> yeah, that frog. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up in celebrity news, what happened to Meghan Markle's bio on the Royal Family website? We will tell you why some people are confused. But first, we got to get into our Bachelor recap. Get your game notes out, Michael. Okay. It is Loading Bachelor recap time. Mm-hmm. I feel like this episode uh, was was fairly boring compared to the most of them. I think the second half was boring. Like There wasn't a whole lot of action. I need more Jordan just bashing people and saying <laughs> stupid things. 
Oh my gosh, Jordan. I'm so well, sick of hearing the word male model. That should have been a drinking game. Oh my God. Forget, let's do the damn thing. The next time I hear male model, that's when I'm going to start taking sips of my wine. Yo, you'll be Melanie Merlot in no time. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so let's see what happened here on The Bachelor. This week, they all went to uh, Park City, Utah, mm-hmm. which is pretty sweet. I've never been there, but I would love to go. Uh, oh my gosh, I know. It looked beautiful. But they went in like a weird time where it was like the snow was all mush. So I didn't, why, why didn't they go to a place that either had no snow or all the snow? They went to a place that was like, looked like it just had a, a mixed, what do they call it? Uh, they call it mixed. a wintry mix. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Mix. They went snowmobiling and it was just mixed snow. They call it splashing up water everywhere. I was like, this looks terrible. That's why it made me wonder. You know, when she was standing out on the balcony of her room and it was snowing, oh, beautiful, like flurries oh, yeah, and fluffy like, snow, but mm-hmm. then the the ground was green. I was confused. I was thinking, are they doing a snowblower over her? Yeah, probably. Because that would not even surprise me. Uh-huh, a little bit of After Effects going on. Add some snow in there. Uh, anyway, Garrett, he got the one-on-one date. Oh my gosh, love Garrett. Uh, so does Molly. Molly says he's in, the one, right? Molly says, "Quotes just proposed to him already. We all know you're going to pick him." Yes, that is hundred <laughs> percent how I feel. Oh my gosh, they are so cute. Did you notice though that when they were on that date, they took a picture? You, they took a couple selfies together, mm-hmm. and they were taking them with an old school camera. What the heck was that about? Yeah, Molly said that same thing too. She goes, "Who the hell has a digital camera?" That's all I could think of. Is I was like Garrett. I knew you were too good to be true. Why do you have that? Why are you using an old school camera? And not like a cool old school camera. It wasn't like he had a no, it wasn't Polaroid. A Polaroid? Or Polaroid. What, what is it? Polaroid? Polaroid. Yeah. No, okay. he did not have a Polaroid. He had the creepy digital camera. It was weird. Way too way too soon to use a digital camera and not be a creeper. That's a red flag. He should go home. No. Okay. He is. I totally think he's the one. She is so head over heels in love with him. It is blatantly just right there for everyone to see. You compare any of her other dates or how she acts with anybody else. And he is just leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. Maybe he had a digital camera because they don't allow them to have cell phones. I thought that too. Which then mm. I guess that would make more sense, but it was just weird when they showed. I was like, "What in the? What is happening here?" That's probably why, because they can't have cell phones. You're right. So, good luck plugging that into your PC and uploading <laughs> yeah. the files and whatever else you got to do. Uh, next is old Lincoln. Lincoln is the most jacked human being alive, and also the most unathletic human being alive. It's true. Which he looks like he's like a straight up athlete. The last episode, he tried to play football. Yep. And I think he's from England or something. He's not from America, so I could... No, he's from L.A., but he has an accent. Yeah, but where the hell is his accent from? From Britain? England, yeah. Yeah, right, so... Okay. But I don't know that he's from England. Every time it pops up on the screen, it says Los Angeles. Yeah, well, okay, whatever. I'm calling him from England. Okay. He's English. And so that makes sense he couldn't play football very well. But he tried to chop a piece of wood <laughs> Burn. with an axe, and he missed the log. Like, completely missed the log. Lincoln is just not coordinated. He's so jacked. You're like, this dude is going to be awesome at everything. Yep. He sucks at everything. Anything that involves sports, hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination, not yeah. his thing. Nope. All that, really terrible. Uh, then Jean Blanc might have stole the stole the show, the, this episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because is John he the Blanc- one who said the earth is flat? Uh, no, that would the, be Lincoln. That was Lincoln. See, I was I was liking Lincoln. Last week, I said that too, that I liked Lincoln. I loved his accent. I think he is so cute, and he's got this boyish charm. Mm-hmm. 
definitely uncoordinated. He was the one that cried when the, his picture got thrown in the pool. Yeah, that was a little much for me. Yeah. But then when he started talking about the earth being flat, I was like, no, nah, Lincoln, you got to go. Yeah, he's like, oh, when you look at the horizon, it's it's all flat. So we need to do some more research. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, I think the research has been done. And for that reason, I'm out. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. Uh, Jean Blanc, a.k.a. the Mr. Smell Good. Oh, yeah. He was the perfume guy, right? Yeah. So the perfume dude. Cologne guy, yeah. So, I mean. That was awkward. You got to take your shot when you got it, I guess. So Jean Blanc took his shot and he missed. <laughs> he super missed. It so, was very awkward. Yep, he told old Becca that uh, he was falling in so, love with we're her. We're done calling her old Becca. Remember? Okay. She's All the right. only Becca on yes. this series right now. So well, it's just Becca. The other episode, there was two Beccas. Young Becca was back. I'm trying to be nice to Becca. I want to interview her someday on the podcast. Okay. So he told Becca he was falling in love with her. Hot Becca. Yeah. And Beck was like, say what? It's been like four days, dude. Oh, yeah. What you talking about? Wait, you forgot to mention that he gifted her with this custom perfume that he had made. Yeah. Yeah. Which that, I mean, that's like, oh, de Becca or something. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That's a super weird one, too. But the guy was into perfume or fragrances. and fragrances. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, he gave her this perfume thing. And she accepted it. Yeah. And then he told her that he was falling in love with her. And I think he corrected himself and then said, no, I do love you. And then she was just like, that's a little too fast for me. I think we're on different pages. And then he tried to whisper in her ear. And then Uh, when she went to listen to what he had to say, he grabbed her chin, I mean, lightly, but he turned her chin and then started kissing her. Oh, I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth. I was like, no. And didn't she say I didn't like that or something? Yeah, she said I did not like that. Yeah, so then after they had the whole conversation about the I love you thing, she's like, I'm probably going to have to send you home because this is weird now. I don't feel the same way. And then he was like, well, I only said it because I thought it's what I you, wanted, what you to wanted to hear. That's what you wanted to hear. And, and she, she was like, yeah. She's like, say, well, what now? So First, you're just saying things that you think I want to hear? And then he goes, no, not at all. No, 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 no. I meant it. And she's like, but did you? And he's like, well, uh. It was as if I was watching someone just dig a hole. And then every time he spoke, like he just kept digging himself deeper and deeper. And then when he said, but you accepted the cologne or the perfume. That was so weird. She goes, okay, yeah. And I thought he was asking for it back. I did too. I did. I was waiting for it. So what up with that perfume I gave you though? I was (laughs) kind of secretly like, is he asking for it back? Please. Television gold. Ask for it back. He definitely should have. He was literally he kind of wanted foot to out the door. Yes. Literally yes. when he mentioned it. So he should have just been like, you know what? I need that back. I need that back. Yeah, sorry. You don't get to have this. You're gonna <laughs> smell delightful. <laughs> no perfume for you. Yep. Uh next up is Wills, which uh, I didn't know who the hell Wills was until this episode. He went on a one-on-one date as well, directly after the old Jean Blanc thing. Mm-hmm. So he got to just have a date with the girl that was crying and upset. Because some other dude just like randomly lied to her. Which was really unfortunate. Yep. So he tried to cheer her up and I guess it kind of worked. And that's where they went snowmobiling in the slush water snow. Yeah, that was the boring part of the episode. I'm with you. The first half was good. The second part was meh. Yeah. And then, so then this dude, Wills, drops this whole bomb with Becca about his last relationship. He was in a three-year relationship and him and his girlfriend were talking about, they were shopping for wedding rings. They were talking about having kids and where they were going to live and all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, he said she asked him if he wanted a hall pass. And then Becca was like, what's a hall pass? Like to like do whatever you want. And he's like, yeah. My girlfriend was like, you can do whatever you want. And he's like, no. No. That's not the way it works. I do not want that. I do not want you to have this. I do not want green eggs and ham. I do not want them, Sam. I am. Yeah. 
And then I guess like a couple weeks later after she said that, he showed up to like their anniversary spot and she was there with another dude. So he's like, okay, guess this is over. Oh my gosh. Yeah, How while they were like planning like wedding that? ring. That is dirty. Yeah, not great. Hey, what's your ring size? Also, do you want, want an to- open relationship? Yeah, or I'd be all about that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, so poor Will. So I felt bad enough that he had to go on a date with depressed yeah. Becca. And then he dropped this bomb and was like, he's like, so I, I get to how you've been broken up with. And she's like, whoa, yeah, no kidding. Holy crap. Dang, yeah. So they do have that in common, yep. I guess. Oh, also speaking of bombs, we found out that Garrett is divorced. Ah, uh, yeah. So Garrett, the old front runner that Molly says should just propose already. Yeah, or me she too. should propose. To uh, him. He's my fave. Yep. He dropped the old bomb that he used to be married. Yeah. And he said he was in an emotionally abusive relationship and that the woman would always cut him down. Yeah. And his family and friends, he started drifting away from them. And ultimately, it was a good thing that they got divorced. I did think that. I mean, it's definitely something you can overlook easily. They were married for, or they were engaged for a year and a half. I was taking notes. And then they were only married for two months before they got a divorce. Yeah, that seems. I wouldn't care. Would you really care? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You proposed He's to someone before. So, hot, so that's like. Instant connection. I don't, I mean, I don't nice know. I guess it's, it's just how you think about it. Are, are, are you okay with being the second person he proposed to? If you've net, well, I guess Michael, I'm she was 30 already, at this point. She was already I don't engaged. Care. Don't <laughs> it's like, whatever. They're even. I keep forgetting that she was engaged at one point. Exactly. So. And, and she's like, I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. She keeps saying that. I'd be like, dude, can you not say that ever again to me? Thank you. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hear that either. No. Why does she keep saying that? I wouldn't even bring him up at all. It, Seriously. According to me, Brian has never been with anybody else. He has never dated anybody else. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear anything about anybody. That That's exactly how it should be. That's why when you get in a relationship, you can't be like, so tell me about your last girlfriend. Uh, no. Let's how about not. I never do? Yeah. We never talk about her yeah. ever again. See, so, in my mind, on. you can even have another girlfriend. See? <laughs> don't even have to worry about it. Yep. And then last but certainly not least, my boy Jordan. Jordan was relatively the MIA, model. the male model, relatively MIA for pretty much the entire episode. He was well-behaved. He did not star in this episode. No, like he, he didn't. He let someone does. else get some airtime, which was nice. Uh-huh. Uh, but he did wait until the very end to drop a very sweet quote that I think I'm going to... I need to remember it so that I can start using it in my today oh, today gosh. life. So <laughs> randomly at the end of it, he just decided to tell the camera... I am much like a sponge. So I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? this is some, in, all right, I'm much like a sponge. This is a good way to start. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah. I am much like a sponge. You can squeeze everything out of me, but you won't know until you try. Ugh, what? That is so weird. And in what context are you going to save that and use it? I don't know, but I just want to say it out loud <laughs> to someone and watch their face be like, what? <laughs> I'm much like a sponge. Oh, really? Enlighten me. <laughs> You can squeeze me, but you won't know until you try. Uh. Oh, my gosh, Jordan. Yep, so that was Jordan. So he always starts his sentences like he thought about what are what's the most intelligent way for me to say this sentence. And then the second half of the sentence is always the dumbest thing you've ever heard in your entire <laughs> it life. It really is. Because attached to me is professionalism. And attached professionalism is my face. Or and my face is my brand. <laughs> and no one can take my brand because it's my face. Yeah. <laughs> what? It started out so well and then spiraled out of control. And then Becca canceled the cocktail party because she was done with everyone's games and said, no fun for everyone tonight. Sending y'all bitches home. 
And she got out of the limo with a black dress looking like she was going to a funeral. And I was like, huh, this is fitting because she's about to kick a whole bunch of people out. And then she did. Mike with a man bun went home. Oh, yep. Yep, man bun Mike. R.I.P. to Mike. And then uh, a couple other dudes that... That no one really cared about. Maybe made an appearance on camera like one time. I think we all agree that Garrett is the front runner, though. So you guys can weigh in, of course, and let us know what you thought about this week's episode of The Bachelorette. And who are you rooting for? Do you think that it's already determined? Do you think that she is just head over heels in love with Garrett like I do? Because that's what I'm thinking. Well, Mike, is Garrett she, your front runner? Um, I think it's the dude that looks like Johnny Manziel. And for you, you that doesn't mean anything to you. No, I don't the even know. The dude that rode up in on an ox. Oh, right. And then the horse before that. Yeah. So she, the first time she like talked to him, she was like, oh, my God, I'm so in love with them. Then it was the guy Colton. Every time she talks to him, she's like, oh, my God, I'm in love with them. And now it's this dude, Garrett. So I feel like every week she's got a new Oh, like person. flavor of the week? Yeah. Whoever she get, yeah, whoever she thinks she could, oh, I could see myself with him. See, I can't deny the sparks. And also, I am jealous of their bobsledding date um, that would that be was fun so dope I that to, was really cool i need to do that sometime i don't i just don't think you can do that i don't think you just get to do that i think you can't they weren't driving the bobsled it doesn't matter when are you gonna have someone that's gonna do a tandem bobsled with you uh whenever you go to park city utah see i don't know if that is a thing that you can do there but i would love to do that you can drive nascars on daytona 500 you just gotta true. pay whatever money true yeah so if you can nascar you can bobsled Okay, there's some words of wisdom. Mm -hmm. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Exactly. Time to get into some celebrity and entertainment news. And I'm telling you guys, this might be the most exciting news of the week. According to Deadline.com, oh my gosh, my bro host girlfriend Molly is going to be very excited about this, as was I. MGM is near a deal with with Reese Witherspoon, and she is going to come back and reprise her role as the one and only Elle Woods in Legally Blonde 3. Oh, oh my, my God. What is this one going to be called? What, Wasn't the like last one hard? called like Red, White, and Suit or something stupid? Uh, it was called Red, White, and Blonde. <laughs> okay. It should have called Legally it Red, Blonde, White. Legally Blonde 2, and Red, White, and Blonde. It should have been Red, White, and Suit. That would have been so much better. <laughs> No, it's the whole blonde theme. Hello, you dodo. She's a lawyer. You got to have blonde in there. Well, it's been 17 years since the original. Oh my gosh, that makes me feel old. Mm -hmm. And then Red, White, and Blonde came out in 2003. The original film grossed $141 million worldwide. And it had an $18 million budget. So it was a blockbuster. 17 years ago, people went to movies. That's true. Ain't nobody going to see Legally Blonde 3 with her ass. shut your mouth when you're talking about Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde. Oh, are you kidding me? Molly and I will definitely do a girls night and go see this. Absolutely. We shall see. The sequel made a ton of money too, $124 million on a $45 million budget. So of course, they're hoping for a three-peat. With the Legally Blonde 3. She needs to stick to Big Little Lies because that show was actually dope. And I haven't she's going to go back to this like ditzy character and it's going to ruin no, the next it is season not. for me. No, it's not. <sighs> Ugh, I'm excited about Legally Blonde 3. And it makes me want a hot dog real bad. <laughs> Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, they are like that couple on social media with the joint Facebook account. And that's because they just released a joint album called Everything is Love. Yeah, their last joint album sucked. So why am I going to listen to this one? Exactly. What was it's, it called? What was that last album one? I don't know. They're on tour together. They have called, albums like, together. Or something? I don't know. It was terrible. 
Yeah, I'm not... Stay in your lane. I don't know how this is going to go, but it's already streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, and available to Spotify. download. Jay-Z doesn't mess with Spotify. Oh, no. Title only. No, no, no. Everything is Love is streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, Whoa. and available to download on Amazon Music as well. The couple are going to kick off their North American leg of their tour late next month in Cleveland, and then it goes through October where it wraps in Seattle. Weird. I can't believe Jay-Z caved and put it on Spotify. Well, when you ain't making money, you gots to. I mean, I guess <laughs> title's probably profitable, but it cannot, I mean... He's missing out on millions, billions, exactly. billions of plays. Yes. And when you got Blue Ivy spending $45,000 at art auctions or whatever that story was, you got to keep up. You got to yeah. keep bringing in the dough. No kidding. Everything is love. Ugh, terrible title, too. I know. The royal family just updated Meghan Markle's bio on the official royal family website. Now, if you didn't know this, of course, once she got married, they whipped up this bio page on their website. And, of course, people on social media started commenting that, um, okay, Here's her whole entire bio, but you're missing her role in Suits that she did for over 100 episodes and seven seasons. Why are you pretending like she wasn't a Hollywood actress? And they didn't. It was just not in there, but they just updated it. So flash forward. Now you go on there and it's it's mentioned she most notably played the role of Rachel Zane on the series Suits for seven seasons, completing over 100 episodes. And then it goes on to say that it was filmed in Toronto, Canada, and she feels very connected to Canada. It became her second home. Now, still noticeably missing is her role as one of the suitcase girls on Deal or No Deal. But we don't (laughs) think that that's going to be added in anytime soon. Probably not. But even that was a step in the right direction of just being honest I mean, we all know she was Rachel Zane. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, It's Anna, weird. And Why would you not include that? It also said played past freaking tense because she's not coming back. I know. She's and done. It's going to ruin everything. You are still salty about it. Move yes. on. No. <laughs> okay, well, too bad you have to because it's time for the Heart Abby story, which means the podcast is almost over, but not without leaving you feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. And that's because a single mom who went into labor during her final exam, just graduated from Harvard Law School. This story is unbelievable. Brianna Williams, she is a Harvard-educated lawyer now, a single mom and an inspiration to so many people. She's 24 years old, originally from Los Angeles. She shared the picture of her holding her son on her hip and accepting her diploma from Harvard and put this whole caption about all of the drama that had happened that almost kept her from graduating. In the caption, she said, quote, I went into labor in April during final exam period. I immediately requested an epidural so that my contractions wouldn't interfere with my family law grade. And with tears in my eyes, she was in labor. She finished her exam. And was able to pass her family law class. She, of course, then later went, oh, I said it was her son. Sorry, it was her daughter. She went on to complete her exam and then gave birth immediately after to her daughter, Evelyn. She had one more year of law school left and she didn't let that stop her. She said she bit the bullet. She said, quote, I did not think that at 24 years old as a single mom, I'd be able to go through one of the most intellectually rigorous and challenging positions of my life. It was hard. It hurt. But Instagram can make people's lives seem seamless. But this journey journey has been heart-wrenching. 
She wanted to share it though to say, look, here is the truth. I could post this picture of me with my daughter on my hip and act like, oh, look at me, I'm super mom. And I just graduated Harvard and it was easy. But she said it was anything but. She had to fight through contractions, give birth. And then she said that afterwards, she was a single mom. So she would always ask professors if she could bring her daughter to class. And a lot of the times they obliged. So she said that it wouldn't be um, that out of the norm to see her one-year-old Evelyn in classes at Harvard University. What the heck? Yeah, but I thought that was so cool that the the school was real, like willing to work with her and so yeah. understanding. She said that becoming a single mom, she knew she became a statistic, but she didn't want to be just that. She wanted to be an example for other women who have children, they're single mothers, and for everyone, for that matter. She's an inspiration to me, and I don't even have a kid. Yeah, and I don't even go to Harvard. And I don't go to Harvard, (laughs) and I'm not a lawyer. So get it, girl. You are doing the damn thing. So congratulations to her 24 years old, graduating from Harvard Law with a baby on her hip. I just, I love that story. Such an inspiration. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Melanie Minot Show. Be sure to keep up with us when we're not doing the podcast. You can follow us on social media. You can follow me on Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube at Melanie Minot. Facebook, it's official Mel and Twitter, tweet Melanie M. And don't forget to follow my bro host. At Michael Glazner on everything. And we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Subscribe, leave a review, five stars, do all that stuff on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. And we will talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm. New episode of I Was Prey Sunday. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So go watch that. (laughs) 10 p.m. And then come on back to us. Watch The Bachelorette. Come back and listen to the podcast next week. All right. We'll talk to you guys then. Love you. Bye. Bye. She got the word on the street. Be caterers on the beat. Gossip so juicy. I'm on the edge of my seat. From the worldwide news. Anything you want to know. Now tuned in to the Melanie Mano Show. Sorry, gotta go, go. Sorry, gotta go, go. Say bye-bye. It's the Melanie Mano Show. Follow her on Instagram and Melanie Mano. Hit her with a D. And none for Gretchen Wieners.